Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the first Star Sport Podcast of 2020. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor, Kieran McCarthy. On this week's show, we'll be looking ahead at what's to come over the course of the next 12 months and marking your calendar for the biggest West Cork sporting events of the year. We're also going to chat to Joe McCarthy, host of the West Cork League podcast, to reflect on the opening weekend of the Beamish Cup, as well as previewing this weekend's fixtures. But to kick things off, Kieran, just one simple question. What are you most looking forward to in 2020 from a West Cork sporting perspective? Now, I know that's quite broad. There's a lot on, but just give me the one that really stands out in your mind that you not you cannot wait to watch you cannot wait to cover you cannot wait to sink your teeth into in 2020 it has to be the olympics it really has it comes along once every four years jack it's kind of the biggest sporting event in the world this year and there will be west cork people there touch wood it's not guaranteed yet but we will have west cork representatives there so like the olympics is brilliant even going back as a kid used to love watching the olympics you know go back as a eight nine ten year old you, you'd watch the the sprinters and you go to back lawn and you try and sprint as fast as you could up and down the grass kind of bare feet um just always love the olympics and it's 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 a, it's a treat for every sports fan you know you can stay up all night you'll be watching gymnastics boxing you have it just watch everything um bar the soccer i'm not a fan of soccer the olympics for some reason never got into it um it's the same as uh oh the golf like they have enough Big days out. Yeah, it just, it just, yeah, it's hard. Even the, the the last Olympics was it Justin Rose won. Justin Rose won. I remember McIlroy refused to play. We scored yeah. play this year. But just, I'm just putting that into the same category as the soccer. They have the World Cup. Golf has the majors. Mm-hmm. That's their equivalent. So why do they have to come in and take? Because some of the smaller sports miss out then because they can only have a certain amount of sports. But, I know tennis is another, but that's actually kind of taken seriously as an Olympic sport. But I would yeah. put it in the same bracket. But the, the Olympics is just brilliant. It's a kind of it's a festival of sport. This okay, year, just, the Olympics yeah. is running from Friday, July twenty fourth to Sunday, August 9th. So to mark that in your calendar, it's actually starting the end of July. So that's Friday, July twenty fourth. It's um, the Olympics in Tokyo is kicking off. Okay, then I'm a West Cork sports fan. I'm sitting down at the beginning of the Olympic Games and I want to make sure I do not miss any of the West Cork participants in action. Firstly, tell me who they're likely to be, who are the potentials, and then I know it's going to be impossible to tell us the schedule now, but just give us the names of who we're likely to be looking out for this summer. Well, I suppose we have to start with the Skibreen Roars. Um, go back four years ago, Jesus, four years ago already, um, Gary and Paula Donovan won Ireland's first ever Olympic gold medal when they took silver in Rio. Um, what we do know is that the Irish lightweight double will be in Tokyo and it will be made up of two skipperine rowers. Like we've said in this podcast before, bar injury or some unforeseen for circumstance, it will be Paul O'Donovan plus one other. Um, could be Paul and Gary again. Could be Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy who won world gold last year. Possibly could be Paul O'Donovan and Shane O'Driscoll 
Um, so whatever combination, whatever double Ireland send to the Olympics in in um, in July, they will be favourites for the gold. So we've a real real medal prospect there. So that that'll be fierce exciting. That's going to bring its own pressure. Go back four years ago, nobody kind of tipped Gary and Paul for medals, and the nation erupted when they won their silver. So whatever double is sent this year there will be pressure on them to medal. So that, that's a different kind of pressure heading into the Olympics. Go back, like I said, in Rio, Gary and Paul were 22 and 23, two young fellas that nobody expected much of. But whatever two skid boys go to the Olympics this year, there will be an expectation on them. As And Dominic Casey, we can't forget, Dominic Casey will be the wrong Ireland lightweight coach. So that's another West Cork link. Phil Heaney is another one. Um, Phil hasn't qualified for the Olympics yet, but she's well on course for that. Phil, of course, from Bellinine, Ireland's fastest woman over 100 metres and 200 metres. She's having a great chance of getting to Tokyo. There's there's different ways she can get there. There's a new qualifying system in place for the athletics where she needs to finish inside. I think it's the top 56. Um, there's 56 places up for, grab, for grabs. Currently, she's in the mid-30s and that, so she's pretty safe at the moment. Or if she hits the qualifying time, which would be a new PB for her, but you wouldn't put that past her as well. So all gone well. Phil Healy is another West Cork. And how brilliant would it be to have a West Cork representative in the sprinting of all things? Oh, like magical, the, isn't it? That yeah. is the... I know the rowing is great and everything, but in, on a worldwide scale, sprinting is the, is the one. Isn't and it, it really? packs That's out the Olympic Stadium. It's the that, only, you know? At the last... Uh, at the World Championships in Doha, where they got sparse crowds, the crowds came out for the 100 metre final, so on sprinting night, so... Even you think back to London 2012... The crowds that were they packed the Olympic Stadium for the sprinting. We had friends living over London at the time, and they were lucky enough to get tickets for the hundred meter final. And it's just incredible. I was I tried to get tickets for different things back in twenty twelve, and I ended up with soccer tickets for for Wembley, which I didn't go to in the end. Like I said earlier, I'm just not a, a big fan of soccer at the Olympics. So again, Phil Healy, someone touch wood um, that she'll get there. Christina Desmond, Jack, um, she's another kind of possibility. So you might fill us in on on Christina. Yeah, obviously uh, we spoke to her and spoke about her a good bit on the podcast last year, but she's a boxer from Kilimatra who fights in the welterweight division and she went to the World and European Championships in 2019, finishing in the top eight in both. She also solidified herself as the number one welterweight in Irish boxing by winning two elite titles. Now, it's slightly changed uh, the qualifying for Olympic boxing because of the controversy that followed Olympic boxing at the Rio Olympics where there was judging and refereeing decisions found to be corrupted. So basically the Olympic Council or the IOC, is that what they're officially known as? Yeah. The OCI, whatever the, the official Olympic. head of the Olympics Council is, they've taken the running of Olympic boxing off IEBA, which is the world governing body for amateur boxing, and they're organising it all themselves. So there was a fear that boxing would actually miss out, but thank God it's not because it's one of the the biggest draws at the Olympic Games. So, to cut it long story short, there's an Olympic qualifier in London, either at the end of February, beginning of March, around that time, Christina Desmond is in pole position to be sent as the Irish representative. She's the defending champion in Ireland at 69 kgs. So, barring an injury or some other unforeseen selection decision, she will be at the qualifier and then it's up to herself mm-hmm. to nail a place at the Tokyo Olympics. But, she's in form She's fighting fit, and that's her goal. So there's another potential West Cork representative, and it would be great because we've seen what Katie Taylor has done for women's boxing in since since London in 2012. It's grown. It's now a recognisable global sport. So if Christina could get 
herself in contention for a medal and then just well that, that's all if she can get herself in contention for a medal what a year that would be oh that'd be incredible you know kind of like that they're alone you four local sports people who could be going to the olympics you know kind of incredible incredible again so best look to them all in the the weeks and months ahead um i think we'll and we'll move on from the olympics now mm-hmm. because we've named the four potentials you never know there could be a dark horse somewhere but i think the biggest story of the year outside of the olympics is undoubtedly going to be the cork footballers they had a mm-hmm. a strong campaign in the championship last year despite finding themselves in division three for the league but there is like an there's an excitement brewing already they hammered the kingdom in a pre-season game and i know we will talk about the star of the show in that game in a few minutes but even though you don't take pay too much heed to pre-season games just based on how the season finished last year with a close loss in the Munster final then a good showing in all the Super 8 games then they come back hockey carry there's Dennis Hurley writing in last week's Southern Star about the return of Kieran Sheehan there just seems to be the tide's turning a little bit the yeah. tide is definitely yeah. turning we spoke about it a lot last year but now can they actually carry it on into the important games the league which starts in just a few weeks like last year was definitely a progression for the Cork footballers but if you want to be brutal about it when they got to the Super 8s they didn't beat any team they didn't beat any of the big teams so if you want to kind of you kind of like I said brutal they lost to Kerry they lost to Dublin they lost to Tyrone and they lost to Roscommon so they still haven't beaten or taken the scalp off a big team and that'll need to change this year um, Cork are in the McGrath Cup final this Saturday evening at half five in um, the Gaelic grounds in Limerick it's part of a double header with the Munster Senior Hurling League final between Cork and Limerick as well um, like the, the McGrath Cup is it is a pre-season tournament so it just helps kind of get a minutes into the legs ahead of what is a crucial Division 3 Football League for Cork this year Cork kick it off against Offaly on January 25th in Parky Cueve at 6pm um, Cork really need to hit the ground running they need to get promoted from the league this year Jack um, because or else they're going to find themselves in the secondary championship yeah, that's confirmed isn't it it is yeah so basically it's gonna, It's very simple the, the the top two teams who get promoted from Division 3 of the Alliance Football League will qualify for the Tier 1 Championship in the summer so they'll avoid the new Tier 2 Championship if Cork fail to get, win promotion from Division 3 it means that Cork will have to be carry in the Munster Senior Football Championship semi-final on May 24th in Parky Cueve um Cork don't want to find themselves in that situation so that's why I think the league is so so important for Cork because if we're being quite honest here Cork are not going to win the All-Ireland this year you know it has to be about development yeah. taking taking steps different steps don't at a time don't rule it out just yet I'm <laughs> going to I'd be pretty I just I'll put it here now Cork will not win the All-Ireland football title this year kind of um, I'd be pretty confident in that so I think for Cork to a successful season for Cork starting off is to win promotion from Division 3 yeah so just just, just on, on that day yeah. what is the goal this year for the Cork senior footballers if you're in that dressing room now and you're writing down your, the goal for the season you're saying they're not going to win the All-Ireland so what would constitute success? I think promotion from Division 3 up to Division 2 and target the Munster Senior Football Championship um, Cork gave Kerry a very good game up in Parky Cueve last year this year's Munster semi-final is in Parky Cueve again it's Cork against Kerry if Cork are coming off the back of a good National Football League they won't fear Kerry coming up there and the fact that it's a semi-final, Cork could get through to a Munster final and they have a great chance then of winning the Munster title. Get into the Super 8s and again, 
they mightn't like that phrase, but it is bonus territory because no one will expect Cork to do too much in in the in the Super Eights. Um, win one game there, that's progression. I think Cork need to show signs of progression this year. The squad looks the squad looks strong this year. Like you said, there, Kieran Sheen is back in. I won't expect too much off him this year. Um, I, I remember back to when Ty Kennelly came back from the Sydney Swans to Kerry. Kind of, he looked awkward that year back because. He's so used to, to um, Aussie rules, kind it of. Take a few years. It just takes time to kind of, even their kicking technique and so on. So, but Tommy Walsh, down the road, eventually did come good again. But it, again, it, it took him, him time. four years. It took him time. So, um, I think the big thing with Kieran Sheehan is that he's bringing in this kind of. He's, he'd be one of the older guys. He's, he's twenty nine. He has the experience. He's coming from a professional background with um with Carrington over in uh in Australia. So I think he's a good guy to have in the dressing room because if you look at last year's Cork team, very young team predominantly kind of um it, so it's good to get another leader in there. So big year for the Cork footballers. Um and I just yeah. I just want to note before we move on for the footballers, as I mentioned, Dennis Hurley was writing in last week's Southern Star about five to watch in the upcoming season and Three of the players he mentioned are young West Cork footballers. Peter O'Jiskill from Island Rovers, who led the Cork under-20s to All-Ireland glory last year. Maura Shanley from Clonakilty, who was also part of that under-20 side. And then the man that we alluded to a little earlier on, Damien Gore from Kilmacabee, who scored an astonishing 3-5 in the recent win over Kerry and as you mentioned it was just a pre-season tournament but 3-5 is some scoring no matter who you're playing against or what the level is so those three young Cork, West Cork footballers that Dennis has mentioned can you see any or all of them making the breakthrough this year and solidifying their names in the first 15 I can see them in and around the panel um, it'll be interesting to see when Ronan McCarthy gonna, he trim, he's going to trim down the panel after the McGrath Cup um, and ahead of the league it'll be interesting to see who makes the cut um, for the likes of Morris Shanley and, and Peter O'Driscoll kind of they're coming out of under, under 20 so I think to be around that set up the senior set up will be good for their development I wouldn't expect too much off them too soon Damien Gore was in with the Cork seniors last year during the league for a bit um, I think he saw a couple of minutes uh, like I said there he's, it was a 3-5 was it against Kerry yeah. um, that, that was a, a that was a good haul Um Damien's an interesting one because I suppose over the last couple of years he's really shot the prominence with Kilmacabee. He's um, been really impressive in the Junior A Football Championship. Uh, helped Kilmacabee get to the county Junior A final two years ago. Um, big step up from, from Junior A up to, to, to senior level. I wouldn't put too much pressure on his shoulders. He still has a, a lot of developing to do. Again, if he was to make the panel, it's just um, it's good for his development. He's a good player, very, very skillful, really skillful Um I I just hold tough a little bit still just to give him just to give him chance I wouldn't give him time I wouldn't put too much pressure on his shoulders um. but anyway regardless of putting too much pressure on his shoulders good to see that the conveyor belt is, oh, is strong. not slowing no no it's very strong and even looking at the Cork under 20 team this year there's a there's again there's a very strong West Cork element to it, so the conveyor belt is strong at the moment um it's good times for, for well better times for Cork football. There's a there's a big year ahead and West Cork will have a big role to play in that check. Okay then we leave the Cork footballers there for now. What about the ladies though, Kieran? Yeah, looking um if he Fitzgerald um his decision to step back didn't last too long. No. Four weeks, six and weeks. And then I, I read on SouthernStar.ie that not only is he back, but he's also going to take an even more hands on approach. So yeah. one minute he's stepping back. The next, he's back and he's back in an even 
bigger capacity. So maybe tell us a little bit about what he was saying in that piece and also what we can expect from the season ahead. Um, if he's going to take a more hands-on role with the coaching. So kind of he said the last year or so that he kind of stepped back from that. He was um, he'd handed over duties to the James Masters and a, and a couple of more. But this year he's kind of shaken up his backroom team. He's brought in the likes of Paddy O'Shea um, and if he's going to take a more hands-on role himself. Again, big year for the Cork Ladies footballers. They're going to kick off their 2020 Division 1 league campaign on January 26th at home to Westmead. Cork won the Division 1 title this year, so they're going to defend that. Um, the big game there, February 9th, Dublin against Cork. That's a, it's a rematch of last year's semi-final that Dublin won. It's a rematch of the 2018 final that Dublin won. Dublin are the three in a row All-Ireland Ladies Senior Football Championship um, champions. They are the yardstick that Cork are trying to judge themselves off. They are the team that Cork need to surpass if they want to win in Northern Ireland this year. So that'll be an interesting game on February 9th. Um, Cork team will be there thereabouts again this year. Um, it's going to be a very, very interesting year. Kind of Obviously, Efi's there because he, he knows how good this team can be. And it's a team that's progressing all the time. They're still quite a young team. They're a relatively young team. So with another year under, under their belts, I think, yeah, Cork will be right in the mix this year. Okay, so we've spoken about the Olympics, we've spoken about the Cork senior footballers, the Cork senior ladies footballers. I suppose the next uh, the next subject to touch on, excuse me, is of course Conor Howrahan, Bandon's Conor Howrahan, mm-hmm. Aston Villa's Conor Howrahan, Ireland's Conor Howrahan. The last the last number of weeks he's been coming into a bit of form for Villa. Things have been looking good. How is his twenty twenty going to look, in your opinion? Well, I suppose you've club at Villa and then you've the international with Ireland. Um, we want to get to the Euro 2020. So we haven't mentioned that yet because we don't even know if we're going to be there. The European um, Football Championships in, in, in the summer that'll be held all over the shop. But that's a, that's a different story. All comes down to Ireland against Slovakia on Thursday, March 26th in Bratislava. Is that definitely going to go ahead? Oh, unless you're, if you get liquidated kind of well as of now that game is going on and on. on March 26th in Bratislava I mean, so you could never uh, cancel a game no. based on a bankruptcy in international football surely hopefully surely but we've said that a lot in relation to the FAI this couldn't possibly happen and sure enough a week later but anyway Conor Howren so Ireland beat Slovakia which away which is a tough ask in its own yeah. they played the winner of Bosnia or Northern Ireland so um, another tough ask especially a, the Northern Ireland game so it's a big ask for Ireland to get to the Euros this year Touchwood they'll do it um, Conor should be starting in midfield for that barring injury or loss of form like I said there he's been playing well over the last couple of weeks Um was on target there over the Christmas period as well. Um, interesting news coming out this week is that Denny Drinkwater looks like he's going to join Aston Villa on loan. Drinkwater was a midfielder there at Leicester when they won the, the Premiership a couple of seasons ago. Went to Chelsea, didn't work out. Went on loan to Burnley. It's got very few minutes down there. I think he got injured on a night out as well. Um, so it looks like Villa are going to take him on loan for the rest of the season. And he's a central midfielder too. So it's more competition for places for, for Conor Horan. But um, he's never shirked a challenge before. So I suppose for, for Conor going into 2020, he'd want to help Villa avoid the relegation avoid relegation because they are in a scrap for survival at the moment. And he'd want Ireland to get to the uh, to the Euros. So he's a, he's a big early half of the year coming up. Well, a big year ahead for all involved in West Cork sport. But we're going to leave it there now. And after the break, we're going to be talking to Joe McCarty about the Beamish Cup. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork.
Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork. The Beamish Cup got underway last weekend with four games down for decision in the preliminary round. Castletown Celtic overcame Castellac at home with a 1-0 win. Clonakilty Town went through on penalties having drawn 3-all with Baltimore after extra time. Skibbereen accounted for Premier League leaders Drina Rangers in the shock of the round going through on penalties after a 2-2 draw. And Dunmanway Town beat Bunratty by three goals to one. Kieran, there's some fixtures this weekend as well. Yeah, before we... Talk about what's coming up this weekend. We have to bring attention to those watching on YouTube to the new cinematic light box. It's our new prop for 2020. We have blown our 2020 budget on this state-of-the-art <laughs> cinematic light box. And for those listening um, to, to audio or so on, what it says is up the crabs. And that's in relation to Jack McCarron, the man beside me, who is, of course, a star player, as he tells us every week in the office with Baltimore Um Baltimore were in action, in Beamish Cup action last weekend. Trial, it went to Clannacilty Town, but you lost 6-5 on penalties. But this game is notable for one huge reason. Jack McCarron scored his first ever goal for Baltimore. It wasn't enough to see them through, but by all accounts, it was a 50-yard world day. Um, so Jack, t- tell us about this. Tell us about the game first. But tell us about your first ever goal for Baltimore, because you've talked a good game, but, but now you're backing it up. <laughs> Yeah, first of all, in case there is any members of the Baltimore squad or management listening, I I don't go around telling people I'm a star. The goal also wasn't a 50-yard rasper, and I'm actually going to give most of the credit to my midfield partner, Kieran Lynch, who of golf fame. Of golf fame, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll, I'll describe I'll describe I'll describe the goal for listeners because do you know what it was the first goal I scored in about 10 years maybe more than 10 years soak in, it up live it up soccer yeah. and I was absolutely buzzing and I went away gave it to Alan Shearer but it was like pissing rain and the pitch was really heavy so it was probably not a great idea because I hurt my hip during my <laughs> celebration but anyway picked up the ball off there was a cross came in mm-hmm. ball bounced out I was about halfway between halfway line and the edge of their box I fed it into Kieran Lynch's feet, who was standing on the edge of the box, back to goal. I continued my run, roaring, back, pass it back, pass it back, pass it back. But Lynch, being the assist king and baller that he is, he held it until the final second. Held it off. I didn't even have to break stride. So a nice little one-two at Lynch. Bounced off for Arsenal. Mean. No, straight past the keeper. It was a good goal, I have to say. It was uh, probably the best goal I've ever finished and off what stage of the game that was right near the end was it yeah we were 3-2 down at the time so that kind of sent us to extra time so you know it's kind of important as well but unfortunately we lost out on penalties and uh, I'm not one to usually throw shade at the officials but the referee in this case who actually had a really good game and he's a good ref we've had him a few times this season he just made a crazy decision <laughs> during the penalty shootout to our goalkeeper Ronan Collins an Island mm-hmm. Rovers man uh, an excellent goalkeeper mm-hmm. he had saved he saved one of their penalties to give us the chance to go on and win it. So we were celebrating wildly because Clonakilty Town, as the league table suggests here, they're third in mm-hmm. the Premier, whereas we're third or fourth in the Championship. So it would have been a big scalp. And we had went out to them on penalties last year as well. The same team at the same round, regardless. So Ronan Collins makes a save. Mm-hmm. The referee 
blows his whistle inexplicably. I couldn't believe it. Like, oh, look at it. Is this real life? He must have had VAR in the porter cabin on the side of the pitch because he said Ronan was off his line <laughs> during the penalty save. And then, to make matters worse, their keeper was blatantly coming off his line for every penalty save. Their keeper was very good as well now. I'll give him that credit. And I wouldn't have liked to have seen him blown for coming off yeah. his line until our keeper was blown. So it's either... Don't blow any or blow them all. It's very rare to see that actually. <laughs> even, even at the top level, you're talking international Premier League, you know, kind of. It was, they're very slow. Kind of, and you see it the whole time. It's actually crazy. Like yeah. it, it ruined our day, is what I'll say. We were, Joe, back to the wall for the whole game. Trying to kill the town. I'll give them credit. They were, they're an excellent team. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise to see them so high up the table. They were passing it around on a terrible pitch. But we just hung in there. But in the worst circumstances possible, we were knocked out. Another year at the first round against Clon on penalties. And Clannacilty Town's reward is a round two game this Sunday against Belly de Hob. That's an all Premier Division clash. It's one of the, the picks of the round. Looking to, ahead to round two this weekend, we'll also see Drina Rangers B are up against the reigning champions Togar Celtic. Um, Doris take on Alta Celtic. Um, Spartak Moscow up against Skibreen will be a very interesting game because Skibreen had a huge win over Drina Rangers. That was probably the shock of, of last weekend. Um, Dunmanway Town B will be playing Mizzen AFC. Solan will take on Riverside Athletic. Kilbritton Rovers are taking on Dunmanway Town, who are just coming into form at the right time. While we also have Lyre Rovers and Castletown Celtic. So there's a big weekend of Beamish Cup action um, on the way. And I caught up earlier with Joe McCarthy, who was at the Drina Rangers game, to get his thoughts on last weekend's action. And he also looks ahead to what's coming up this weekend. Joe, you were at the, I suppose, the the big Beamish Cup game last weekend, the big round one game where Drina Rangers were knocked out by Skibbereen. Um, Skibbereen won 4-2 and a penalty shootout after it finished 2-2 after extra time. That's a big shock to start the year, Jerk. It is. Um, considering Drina's record in the Beamish Cup, well, everybody knows Drina Rangers are one of the most well-established clubs in the West Cork League anyway, but over the past three years, they finished runners-up last year and won the Beamish Cup the previous two seasons which just tells you their pedigree. Um, Skibbereen are playing a division below. They're rebuilding under John Allen, trying to get back up to the top tier. But this was a day they had their full-strength squad available to them, and they were fully deserving of it. I think Drina were very magnanimous in defeat, in fairness to them. Um, they fought to the end, as you would expect from any Drina team. But Skibbereen were very, very good. Young Jamie Horan, um, at full-back, scored a fantastic free kick with five minutes to go to take the extra time after Gerard White had put Drina ahead. But the game really came to life an extra time when uh, both teams went for it. Barry O'Driscoll hit the post. Actually, they hit the post twice. Uh, Drina on two different occasions could have had a penalty. Um, and it looked like they were going to press and win it until Skibreen broke clear. And that man, J.P. Reen, around Skibreen soccer a long time and just back, having transferred back from Ballady Hob, finished off a brilliant move round at the goalkeeper. Yet, within 60 seconds from the restart, uh, Adrian O'Driscoll made it 2-2 um, to take the penalties. But in fairness to Skip, they held their nerve. They've, they've gotten through to the second round. It's a big shock and a big disappointment for, for Trina, but take nothing away from that Skip team. They were fully, fully deserved to win. Like This shows the beauty of the Cup. Like We all know Cup football, anything can happen. Like you said there, Skip are, are, are a championship team. Trina Rangers are leading the Premier Division at the moment and they're probably favourites to win the Premier Division. So for Skip to go and upset, to probably the Cup favourites, you could say, a team that's like you said, Jor have been there for the last couple of years, finalists, and, and they've won it for a couple of seasons too. It just shows that the Beamish Cup, it's a very hard competition to win. And it, it, it does highlight just, I suppose, how special this competition is as well. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a very good point because if you contrast it with across the water in the FA Cup that used to be one of the most important tournaments in, in British football and you see most Premier League teams and no other divisions, no fielding weak and then younger sides, it's the complete opposite here in West Cork and that the strongest team available always turns up for the Beamish Cup. That day out, that build-up to the Beamish Cup final still remains as special as ever and anyone that was lucky enough to be there to see Tower Celtic end a 22-year wait um, this past season and the reaction and the aftermath will tell you just how important it is. But it's a body blow for Drina. Um, it's the first competitive game they've lost, I think, this season. They're unbeaten in the league, but I think it should probably free up their schedule a bit more themselves. And to, it, but it does open up the cup, though, Kieran, big time. And like even ahead of this weekend's games, there's some cracking games coming up this weekend. The likes of the defending or the cup holders, Tor Celtic, Dunmanway Town, and Green themselves, they'll be reinvigorated now because, with the greatest respect, Drina no longer being part of the of the competition does open it up. And it will also put the other teams on their toes. I used to there to Togar Celtic, the reigning champions. They're kicking off their their title defence. They're playing Drina Rangers B in a round two game this Sunday. But for the likes of of Togar and Dunmanway Town, like kind of they, they've seen now what's happened to Drina Rangers, who've been knocked out by a championship outfit. Like they know you can't under, underestimate any team in this competition. So all the big ones will be on their toes from here on in. They'll have to be. And you mentioned to Celtic there, and even though they're travelling to Drina Rangers' second team, that Drina Rangers' B team is packed with a lot of experienced players, and they won't give anything. That will not be an easy tie for Tor, even though you'd expect them to come through. You look at the likes of Dunmanway Town, who are on a roll at the moment and looking to make up ground at the top of the Premier Division. They're travelling to Kilbritton Rovers, a relatively new club that only formed a couple of years ago. Um, but going down to Kilbritton, um, will not be easy either and like there are banana skins all over the second round even for the established teams but I would also point to the Lawyer Rovers and Castletown Celtic game because it's two teams you don't necessarily hear a lot about at the moment in terms of the Championship or the Premier League but both of them on their day as Lawyer proved a couple of years ago by reaching the Beamish Cup final and Castletown Celtic definitely with a full strength team either of those whoever comes out of that would be a very dangerous team in the latter stages of the competition as well but in terms of marquee matchups for the coming weekend, there are two. Obviously, Skibreen, you know, still on a high after beating um, Drina. They've got an equally tough game in Bandon against Spartak Mosgrove, the joint leaders of the championship. And that all Premier Division tie between Clannacilty Town and Ballady Hall will be an absolute cracker as well. Like you said, there, Clannacilty Town um, against Ballady Hall, like you've two of the top teams of the Premier Division meeting. And go back to last weekend, Clannacilty Town needed penalties to get past Baltimore after the game finished Triol after extra time. So again, that showed kind of that there's not much between the teams in, in the different divisions. Um, looking ahead so towards the Beamish Cup going forward, who are the front runners, Joe? Who are the teams we, we should be looking out for? Kind of, Is it the usual suspects? Is it the Togar, Dunmanway, kind of Clannacilty Town? Or, or is there someone you think can a bolter from the pack that could come out and surprise a few teams? Um, I think if you're looking for a bolter from the pack, Doris, um, I've had a lot of success over the last two years um, uh, in uh, coming up from the championship, getting up to the Premier Division and also winning a couple of trophies last year. They were home to a struggling Ulta at the weekend. It would be expected to come through that. And nobody really would like to face Doris home or away in the next stage of the competition. As well as that, I keep an eye on Mizzen, AFC. They're away to Dunmanway Town B this weekend, a young Dunmanway Town B team. Um, again, not a very not a very uh, straightforward tie for them, but Mizzen have a lot of scoring pros. They're joint top of the championship. They look like they're on their way up to the Premier Division. If they get a home tie in the next round against whoever it is, that's, that's never an easy place to go to. I think they are potentially dark horses as well. And one real outside bet, I'm starting to sound like a gambler, I don't know, <laughs> but one real outside bet 
I think Salan and Riverside Athletic are two of the best footballing teams in the championship and that's not a cliche. They play like they've got a good mix of young players, um, especially Riverside. But I think the fact that it's at the game, the tie is on in Balaburni this weekend might tip it in Salan's favour. But Salan, you know, if they can keep their I suppose the key thing for any of the teams left in the competition, Kieran, heading into the next couple of weeks and the remaining rounds it's not so much on paper. There's, there's, you could pick anyone from Dunman with a tour and to the teams I mentioned there. The problem will be the availability of their strongest team because this is the time of year when senior and intermediate and premier intermediate football clubs, mm-hmm. GA clubs, look for their players to go back training full-time. And that can affect teams, but what you find is that the teams that are on a good run and that are in with a chance of possibly winning it, they'll still turn up for the Beamish Cup. They always turn up for the Beamish Cup. And it, it really is wide open now. I mean, tour the defending cup holders are probably, along with Dunmanway, the big favourites. But the likes of Spartak, the likes of Mizzen, the likes of Salan that I mentioned there, and possibly even um, as well as Doris, any of those teams, if they have their full-strength squad available to them, are capable of going deep in the competition. Like you mentioned Dunmanway Town there, Joe, like kind of, they're obviously playing catch-up in the Premier Division and they've only five games played, but they did a big week just gone. They won in the Cup and, and they won in, in the league as well. They could be a team to kind of, maybe kind of, I suppose, going to make hay in, in the second half of the season. Like They have a lot of games to play, but maybe, okay, maybe that might catch up with them in the end. But they're, they're definitely a team. Like they've, they've cup, ped, cup pedigree. Like they're obviously winning division, Premier Division champions. So they're another one to, to kind of watch out for. Yes, and they are, they're top-heavy with, with, with very, very good strikers. They've got Mark Buckley, um, who a lot of people would know from his time with Cork and also was over with Celtic for a short time. Um, and they've also got the likes of Cahill Daly. But the signing of Johnny Kelly who people in West Cork circles would know very well from his time with Tohar Celtic. He won the Beamish Cup last year with Tohar Celtic, was one of their best players on their run all the way through that. He opened his account against Tohar with a hat-trick. Uh, he didn't score last weekend now, but if you can call upon that many attacking players and you've got the solidity at the back and the experience of winning a league title, I, th- I think that's the big thing for Dunmanway. They won on a penalties last year against Ballady Hobb in dramatic circumstances, but they're defending champions and they've got a lot of games to to make up in the league as you as you correctly pointed out but that's because they've been playing in the Munster Cup they've been playing in the Champions League Munster Cup on behalf of the West Cork League and um, momentum is the key thing for Dunmanway if they're playing week in week out and they're winning games then definitely I think they are they are a team capable of winning the Beamish Cup this year I know they'd love to win it again the question is what's the priority and they've got to close the gap on Drina as quickly as they possibly can um, so that, that probably is priority number one to defend the league title but should they come through uh, at the weekend against Kilbritton, and I would expect them to, but not as easily as some people might anticipate, because Kilbritton are a very, very tough team to break down on their home pitch. Again, you get into the next round, into the last 16, or into the quarterfinals, they're a team you're looking to avoid rather than face. Great stuff, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday's Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast and before we wrap up today's show as always we're going to take a quick look at what's to come in this week's Southern Star Sports section which will be available in shops on Thursday morning as it is every Thursday morning and available online at www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and 
be sure to check out the new website actually because mm -hmm. the sports coverage is looking spectacular i would say up there so yeah southernstar.ie for all the sports news you can you can you can take but yeah. anyway Kieran, and the beauty of this new website too jack worth pointing out it's so mobile friendly oh yeah oh it's brilliant like kind of whether you're at a desktop at work or you're on your mobile you know a lot of people kind of they kind of search the web on on their phone now it's just so mobile friendly mobile responsive so definitely check out the new and beautiful southern star website and that has all the match reports all the columns mm -hmm. from Kieran, dennis hurley Homelines, you name it, Jeremy McCarthy. Everything's there. Everything's there, and uh, yeah, it's worth checking out. And if you want to give us any feedback, please do. Just email digital at southernstar.ie. Let us know what you think of the new website. We're pretty pleased with it, so let us know what you think. Anyway, Kieran, enough shilling. What's coming up in this week's paper? Um, the dirty petrol is now out of the system. Christmas is behind us, so it's, it's a new year. We are we're back. I suppose it's a new sporting year. So another action-packed Southern Star sports section on the way this Thursday. We have an interview with Inya Breen, um, the the Irish rugby player from Skibbereen, who was the a recent recipient of a West Cork Sports Star monthly award for November. So have a chat with Inya about the year ahead. Another big year for Inya Breen. Um, an interview too with Castlehaven footballer Michael Hurley who hit a hat-trick for Cork in the McGrath Cup win against Tipperary in Mallow last week um, he just talks about the competition for places in the Cork attack this year so a good read there uh, we have an interview too with Keane Hurley he's a kind of kilty rugby player who captained the uh, who captained um, Munster a Munster development team against the Ireland under 20s recently also at this time of year there's a lot of kind of victory dinner dances and so on going on so Kilbree, Kilmeen had theirs um, last weekend. We have a picture special from that. St. James is looking back on, a, on their great year. We have all the news from their victory dinner dance last weekend. Um, a lot going on for, for this time of the year. Uh, reported the Skibbereen Drina Rangers Beamish Cup game last weekend and a lot, lot more in between. So check out this week's Southern Star for all the local sports news that you need. Um, again, we never said it at the start, but Happy New Year to all our listeners. It's great to have you on board for the Southern Star Sportcast this year. This is year two yeah. of, of the Sportcast. We're nearly celebrating our one-year birthday in, in a couple of weeks' time. So this is episode 46. Yeah, so we're six weeks off. We're six weeks and off. Just so four off the big 50. And just a shout-out to all the listeners and viewers we have had over the last year, because we've had over 26,000 people have tuned in either via an audio stream or on youtube so hopefully we can continue to grow that number and you'll all stick with us throughout 2020 and as kieran often says if there's anything you'd like us to do differently if there's anything you think we should be covering more we do have plans to cover a wider range of sport in the coming months so uh just get in touch, yeah. get in touch get in touch, and, in touch and let, let us know, know what you want to see or what you want us to talk about so again thanks for listening to the star sport podcast We'll be back at the same time next week, so if you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show.